It's Wednesday the 8th of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Dan McHugh and I'm joined by co-host Shane Lee. Ed, how are we? Yeah, pretty good, mate. But you know, I've been on this um, fasting diet. Yeah. But the next, I guess, eight days, there's so much sport on and that means sitting in front of the telly having <laughs> schnackos. The cricket starts tomorrow. What have you got on your menu? Well, we know that the first test is in Nagpur in India, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cook a curry, mate. I do, oh. I do a very, very good buttered chicken. Um, oh, with ghee, yeah. let's just say it has more butter than chicken in it. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be really spicy, mate, um, with heaps of spices, um, some fresh curry leaves, and I make fresh naan as well with some cardamom rice. Oh, so, yeah. whoa, plenty of red. The fresh naan is where it's at, hey, the way it just puffs up yes, in the pan. Yes, 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 Bring it on. All right, well, today on the show, we'll be talking plenty of food, cricket, EPL, AFL, NRL, touch on the NFL, UFC, and more. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Having a look at the cricket, Shane, and Australia has battled to beat India in a warm-up match for the Women's 2020 World Cup in South Africa. Low-scoring match. Yeah, real low-scoring match. Uh, Alyssa um, Healy has come back, returning from that calf injury. Uh, look, there's no doubt the Australians, we spoke about this yesterday, the Australians are out-and-out favourites for this T20 World Cup. Um, I do think India will be in the mix in the top four. They didn't really show it in this first game. Australia batted first, and look, it wasn't a great game all around. Australia only scored 129 off 20 overs. Um, and it was thanks to um, Georgia um, Wareham, who's bats at number nine. She top-scored with 32. But then India came out and just capitulated. Australia bowled them all out for 85. Darcy Brown, our best bowler, four for 17. So for both Australia and India, not a great start. Mm. Uh, she didn't bat, but it was good to see Alyssa Healy back in the fold. Yeah, it is. It's um, Look, she's a superstar. She has plenty of experience. Really good at the top of the order there. And, um, and we're keeping a second and none, taking after her uncle Ian. One day international and T20 big dog Aaron Finch has announced that he'll stand down from international cricket after 12 years representing Australia, Shane. Yeah, and um, what a career, Aaron Finch. When he first came on the scene, I must say, I thought he was he was a good player. I didn't think his numbers would be this good at the end of his career. Uh, listen to these stats. 254 matches for Australia, 146 one-day internationals, 103 T20 matches and five tests. He still has the current highest T20 score full-time internationally uh, against Zimbabwe with 172. He won the 2015 uh, ODI World Cup and captain Australia to their maiden T20 World Cup in 2021. But he scored 17 um, hundreds for Australia in ODIs, which is huge and a very, very good captain. Yeah. And if you look at the greats of the past, guys like Dean Jones, he only scored seven one-day internationals. Oh, right. And, and Mark Waugh, who, mate, is 
I reckon probably one of our best one-day players of all time. He only scored 18, so only one more than Aaron Finch. So he can walk away and hold his head very, very high. So does that mean Finch will still play for Victoria and the Melbourne Renegades, do you reckon? Or is he about to start a competing podcast business, Shane? (laughs) Well, I hope not because he's pretty good at everything he's done so far. Um, I think he will try and sort of go off and play a number of sort of domestic T20 tournaments like in the West Indies, in the UAE. Uh, he can still go around and probably earn half a million dollars, dollars a year. Yeah, yeah, time yeah, for some money. By just playing. And then spend more time at home with his young family. So I dare say that's what Aaron will be up to. All right, so the Australian men's team have had a glimpse of the ground over in India. And some people are saying there's a, a plot to tweak the pitch to an Indian advantage. Isn't there an international standard? for a cricket pitch <laughs> yeah but this is India uh, <laughs> the standard will be it'll be they reckon at the moment the game starts tomorrow there's a little bit of a green tinge that will be gone this will be the most brown dry turning wicket <laughs> ever prepared and they're talking and this is never heard of before but four spinners in that Indian team um, so our batsmen are going to have their work cut out. It'll turn from ball one. So, you know, Australians are going to have to work out how they're going to play those spinners. Um, but, you know, it's, once again, we've got some more issues. We know that Stark and Hazel would have both out. Um, Green, who were the all-rounder, who we thought, Cam Green, that he was going to probably just play as a batsman because his finger's still not right to bowl. Well, he's been ruled out as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty in our bowling attack going into this. So we're playing more spinners than usual as well, is that right? Yeah, we'll, we'll at least play two spinners. Um, I, I think they should play Swepson. Um, there's a big call for Agar to play, being a left armour. Nathan Lyon is our front-line spinner. But I just like when you've got Lyon, who's an off-spinner, turning the ball into the right-hander, and Swepson, a leg spinner, turns it away. So it gives us some variation. All right, moving on to the world game. Well, looking at EPL... Manchester City have been naughty boys. They're in trouble. They've been charged with 101 breaches of the Premier League rules. And apparently the comp has the authority to issue fines, dock points, suspend or even expel the team as if. What do you reckon, Shane? Or even strip them of their titles, which is huge. But look, just a a few of these charges that have been laid against them. um, Failure to give true and fair view of the club's financials. Failure to include full details of both player and manager remuneration. So it's all about money and how much people are being paid because there is a salary cap. Um, there's been breaches of both national and continental financial fair, fair play uh, and failure to cooperate and assist in any of this um, uh, sort of inquiry. There will be an independent commission. And as you said, Dan, it can go from fines to to potentially being stripped of titles. So it's uh, watch your space. It's not great for Man City. So looking at the world game, except just in Australia... Uh, A-League is looking to form a national second division, so the prospect of relegation is on the cards. Mate, I know. Look, this A-League, I reckon they've got no idea. Like, (laughs) let's get the first division right first. That's what I was thinking. You want people to watch the first division. Too smart by half, I say. The whole talk at the moment is about Everton Football Club have never been relegated from the EPL. So the talk about now, they're third last, will they be relegated? And that's how the EPL works so well. But we're talking about uh, a history of a game that's gone far longer and the competition over there is far stronger. No one gives a shit about this second division <laughs> if they create that. There's not enough money to run the first A-League. Get that right first. I reckon that they just need some better broadcasting deals. Don't you reckon that would affect the game? Like NRL, in my opinion, yeah. isn't necessarily the best game that's happening in Australia. But it's definitely got the best uh, broadcast happening. Yeah, and look, it's so competitive, the sporting landscape in this country, and particularly for the broadcast dollars, Dan, that's where it's at. But uh, 
Yeah, there's only so many Foxtel subscriptions they can sell to pay yeah. for all these bro- broadcast rights. So, yeah, unfortunately, the, the A-League, to me, is sort of at the lower end of um, the sporting mm. landscape in this country. All right, stay with us, because we'll be talking AFL, NRL, UFC and more after this short break. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need this summer is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Okay, with Aussie rules starting in just over a month's time, yesterday, Fremantle star Nat Fife stepped down as captain of the Fremantle docket. Huge move. Um, he is not only a superstar of the Fremantle Football Club, he's a superstar of Western Australia and the AFL. He's a two-time Brownlow medalist. Unfortunately for, for Nate, um, in the last three seasons, he only played seven games last year due to injury and played 14-15 the subsequent two uh, seasons prior to that. Um, yeah, but after six years as captain, I just think it's a really brave move for him to, to walk away. He needs to get his own um, injuries under control. Uh, it's very, very hard to lead and, and have your team sort of pulling in the one direction when you're spending most of your time on the massage bench. Yeah, you'd feel pretty guilty watching your team slog it out for yep. you, wouldn't you? Yep. And, um, but look, I think Fife, is he, he's still young enough to, to make a real impact in the AFL. Um, but I just don't think he wants these extra responsibilities now as captain. And they need to look towards the future. They can't. You can never build a team or a club around one person. So uh, I applaud Nate for having the the balls to not only to step away, but do the right thing for the team. To the NRL, and we'll kick off pre-season action this weekend. There's some interesting player movement and big names ready to rumble, Shane. Yeah, uh, be interesting to watch. We'll get our first glimpse of the teams. Uh, the Bulldogs uh, have Josh Reynolds returning. Um, he was given a sort of a train and see sort of contract, and now it's gone to a full contract. So he will join his halves partner, Kyle Flanagan. So I'll be interested to see how those two go. Um, Kem Seraldo, the coach of the Bulldogs, has named Braden Burns uh, to wear the number one jersey at fullback. So interesting to see how he goes. That's a, a real um, a selection from left field, I think. Uh, the Eels will uh, debut Josh um, Hodgson. Um, the Roosters will be debuting... The cheese, Brandon Smith, um, the uh, the Melbourne player who's now come up to the tricolour. So I think he'll make a huge difference to that Roosters team. And I, I think you'll see the Roosters look pretty, pretty slick this year. The, the Knights um, also on debut with, with their two new halves, Jackson Hastings and Tyson Gamble. And then the Tigers have named at their fullback, um, Dane Laurie. So lots of interesting selections there, but we're going to see... In particular, I think two teams, how will the Tigers go under Tim Sheens and how will this new look bull, Bulldog Doggies team go? Doggies. Hey, um, doggies. we were talking food for the uh, your, your menu for the cricket earlier. Yeah. With the Indigenous All-Stars around this weekend, how do you reckon a, a, maybe a barbecued kangaroo and some damper would go? I'm not a fan of kangaroo, mate. I... Um no, I've uh, I'm not. A, it's, it's it's got no taste for me, and I'm I'm not really good on my um on my book my bush tucker either, mate. I haven't got much of that lying around in my backyard here, but I, I like the way you think. I'll give it some more thought, and I'll let you know tomorrow. I was thinking you would be rocking the full hungy, you know, like burying a, a roast and some um, good starchy veggies under the the front lawn, Shane. 
No, I've got too many ex-girlfriends already buried in the backyard, mate. <laughs> it is a massive weekend for sport. UFC comes to Australia in Perth. Um, apart from Alex Volkanovsky and Islam Makachev, the, uh, the headline act, another Aussie to look out for is Jack Della Maddalena, who is forging a reputation as UFC's new knockout king. What a good name too, JDM. Um, he looks really good. He's in the welterweight division. Um, he's on a bit of a winning streak of 11 fights. And all last three fights last year, he knocked his opponent out in the first round. So not only this guy is tough and, and can fight, he has the knockout blows to, uh, to end, end these fights pretty quickly. He's very, very violent. Yeah, scary stuff. But I, I, think, uh, I think UFC, with our Aussies coming through in there, mm. surely it, it's got a huge Australian youth audience, but it doesn't have a broader Australia audience yet. I reckon that's mm. going to change over the next little while. I, 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 yeah, I, de- I definitely think so, Dan. I think it's, it's becoming more and more... Um, I think for, when it first came out, the sport itself, it shocked a lot of people and mm. sort of, um, it, it really sort of drew a line down the middle whether you liked it or you did it. Um, people are now seeing there is a real um, technique behind it um, and these guys are skillful and there's more to it than just thuggery. Yeah, I, I think a lot of Aussies like to feign shock too. Like they, they mm. did see yep. it as thugs and Aussies like to go, oh, well, I would never do that. <laughs> I have done a spot of boxing <laughs> in my time. Uh, the Super Bowl 2023, just days away. And a lot of us Aussies are focused on how many Australians are on the field. <laughs> Have you got your Super Bowl menu planned out as well, Shane? Well, mate, if I can get through the curry, the, the kangaroo and the bush duck, <laughs> I'll do some chicken wings on Monday, but we'll see how we go. But uh, look, I'm looking forward to this. I think you've got Patrick Mahomes' as Kansas City Chiefs versus Jalen Hurts' Philadelphia Eagles. We know that there's two Aussies in the in the Philly team, um, Jordan Mailata and Aaron Sipos. Sipos actually getting through injury. He's out the punter, um, and he's fit to play. So he's really really excited. The halftime entertainment, Dan Rihanna. Are you? I always said I'm Team Beyonce. There's two teams, Team Beyonce or Team Rihanna. Where, where, where do you sit? Rihanna all the way. Wow. Ella, Ella, <laughs> under my umbrella. Well, there you go, mate. But it should be a, a really good match. Both teams going to the Super Bowl final with the same record for the season, 14 wins and three losses each. It should be a, a close match. But, you know, I'm, I'm going for Philly because we've got two Aussies in that team. Hey, are you a hockey fan? I, I am. I've never seen a game live. And, look, there's talk about that the NHL, the National Hockey League, will be playing games in Australia as early as next year, which would be huge. I'd love to see. It's a very, very violent game, and you know, I love the fact when they, they get into a fight and they drop their sticks that the referees can't touch them until one of them hits the ice. It's, uh, it's a great theatre. Yeah, I just wonder, will they be playing at Macquarie Centre? Because I can't even name another ice rink in Australia. No, it's not, not big. It's, um, there's a bit of ice going around this country, but it's not of the, the skating variety. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, we could always have that one out. But, um, but look, <laughs> I, look I, I just think um, it's a very, very physical game and, uh, and, and they, they're serious athletes. And I think... A uh, mate of mine went to watch a game over there in Canada and he said what he couldn't believe is that not only the pace of these, these guys can move around on their skates, how quickly they can turn, but also when they ram someone into the wall, how much of a noise it makes. It's a really physical game. Mate, there'd be a lot of head trauma coming out of that game. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. 
A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, thank you to our producer, me. We'll be back tomorrow <laughs> with your daily dose of sport. Thanks, me, and thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you then. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon Sport.